everyone to Films with a Little Bit of My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hello. Welcome back, Jess. It's been Thank a while. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, I, ha- I had a nice paid vacation. <laughs> nice paid vacation. That would, that would be nice. And Mama Kay is here as well. Hey, howdy, hey. Hey, howdy. Hey. Uh, and tonight we are doing It's a Disaster. Oh, it's a disaster. disaster. I'm assuming you guys probably have not heard of this. It's a smaller little movie. came out in 2012. It's one of the many movies on uh, Listener... Uh, listener... Oh, shit. I have the Johnny? wrong listener in my head right now. Johnny. Just, yes, yeah, thank listener you. Johnny. Thank you. Listener Johnny, yeah, he is uh, He is always suggesting good movies, so thank you, Johnny. Uh, this is another one on the list. Uh, it is apropos. I mean, we could have done it earlier, but, you know, as its title says, it's a disaster. Is uh, Well, it's, a, it's about a disaster, but had either of you guys uh, heard th- about this movie before? I have not, but when I read the description, I was like, okay, this sounds fun, and it's an hour and a half, so I was like, okay, I'm really up for it. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> Jess is into it. Oh, under 90 minutes? Oh, it seems simple enough. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no point of reference. So I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this is going to feel different than if I watched it in January. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, we, we've had time to laugh about it now. So, uh, so, uh, it's a disaster. Four couples meet for Sunday brunch only to discover they are stuck in a house together as the world may be about to end. Wait, Brandon, did you Hulu? know about this movie beforehand or have you seen it? Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen this movie before. I, that's, I, I picked it like one because I knew it was. I, I liked it well enough uh, not to show my hand too much. Uh, two, because it was on a listener's list. And a three, because it's timely. So I was like, yeah, you know, I, it, I think this will be a perfectly safe pick to do while you're still waiting for the theaters to open. So if you have not seen It's a Disaster, it is on Hulu right now. So go check it out if you have any interest before we spoil it uh, right now. <laughs> we rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. So this is a kind of a bottle movie, as, as they call it. It all takes place in one location, and that is uh, the house of Pete and Emma. Uh, they are a couple who host a couple's brunch, and we have four couples. So Pete and Emma are the host couple. Uh, our kind of audience surrogate couple is Glenn and Tracy. Uh, Tracy is like a member of this group that always gets together for the couple's brunches, and Glenn is her date, who is uh, David Cross. So if that gives you any frame of reference of what kind of man this is, it's David Cross. <laughs> uh, one of the, Then they have the two other couples. There is uh, Hetty and Shane, uh, Hetty is a school teacher, uh, very smart, uh, physics and chemistry kind of stuff. And Shane is, a uh, kind of a man child weirdo guy, uh, kind of a neck beard without the beard. Uh, and then you have Buck and Lexi who are kind of the free spirited bohemian go with the flow kinda. history kind of couple. Okay, they are stereotypically that that is their character. Yes. And uh, so these are your eight characters and they are all they all have little interactions going on. They all have their own little um, uh, problems. There's divorcing and there's uh, affairs and there's a lot of secrets revealed about the different characters. Uh, It is a it is a comedy uh, for the most part, uh, very dry comedy. Uh, And the hook of the movie is as uh, they're about to begin their uh, their their couple's brunch. Uh, a neighbor shows up in a hazmat suit, informing them, <laughs> and we've been getting little clues in the first third of the movie. But uh, a bunch of dirty bombs were set off downtown and all over the U.S. It sounds like, and it's causing a bunch of hazardous waste to be thrown up in the air. Basically, they're uh, they're the U.S. is under attack by some mysterious thing. 
and they have to board up their house and stay inside and hopefully wait it out, or maybe not. So that's the disaster, but the disaster is also what is going on inside the house between the eight the eight people, the four couples. So it's a good place to start off. Uh, Mama K, I'll start with you. What do you think of the plot of this movie? Can we roll it back for a second? Like, How far? hold the fuck up. What is, um, I don't mean, I don't mean literally, I meant, what is a, a bottle movie? I've never heard that term before. Explain. A bottle, so they use it in TV a lot, a lot, a bottle episode of a TV show is an episode that takes place entirely in one location, and it's been extended to movies that take place entirely in one location, so a bottle movie, film oh. and television. Yeah, they don't know term. that. Never, you never heard this one? Yeah. No. Like, uh, no. I'm trying to think of like a famous example right now i'm sure there's like the connors like um what's the the roseanne show they were always just at their house were they 100 percent there though they never went to the grocery store or they never went uh, to a friend's house no or... they she had that loose meat job so i guess she just go to the loose meat. i think job. of that there's an episode of community where they're all inside of uh the study room they're always in but they're only in the study room the whole episode it takes usually it takes place in one room but in this case it takes place in one house but they don't ever leave the okay. house so yeah that's that just that's the bottle bottle episode slash movie definition uh, anyway what do you think of the plot gotcha <laughs> Okay, yeah, what do I think of the plot? Yeah, the plot is that there are dirty bombs being set off, and now these people are stuck in their house. We gotta figure out what they're gonna do. Yep. Yeah, it's... <laughs> that was one sentence, right? Um, yeah, I think the plot is interesting. It's fine. There's... Uh, I don't know that, you know, most disaster movies are, you know, things like this are always, like, outbreak or, you know... monkeys with the swine flu and you know all of that kind of stuff uh which to me is really uninteresting this on the other hand is i like that it's just a uh a talkie piece and um i like that it's a bottle movie or however you refer to it um i like that it's all taking place in that one area um although some of my favorite scenes are some of the overhead shots later on when there's um, people <laughs> yeah, I, outside I love of shots. their house yeah. yeah those are pretty good um but i like the plot when i when I, when I saw the preview for it and i thought okay this is something i could really i could get behind this um despite i'm not a huge david cross fan but this was fine for me so um yeah i'm gonna give the plot of this movie i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a three and a half i liked it i think the characters is probably where we'll, we'll get some fleshing out and meat yeah. but uh, yeah jess what do you think of the plot I was actually surprised that I liked it just because it doesn't seem like my kind of movie because um, the characters yeah, I was worried a little about. bit. The characters we'll talk about later. Um, I don't really like awkwardness or sar- sarcasm in this entire movie was just all that kind of stuff. But it, <laughs> it worked for me. I ended up liking it. It, it, it was a quick watch. Um, it was interesting. <laughs> I would, important. Yep, right. That's that's very important. My ratings, um, and it was it was just fun to watch, and I I like the simplicity of the bottleness of it. It it would have been weird if they went outside and they tried to see what's going on. Like I I, I like the confinedness of it, so it worked for me. I'm going to give it a three five as well. Nice. Uh, yeah, I like the plot of this movie. It's yeah, it's very simple. It's all character interaction stuff. Um, I've seen this more than once. This is probably. I mean, it'll kind of give away how much I like this movie, but I've probably seen this over a dozen times. Uh, it's oh, it's uh, okay. you, you notice a ton <laughs> of little things that I'm sure Mama Kay noticed immediately because she's good at noticing, and I'm sure Jess probably overlooked because that's not her strength. Uh, but I notice more <laughs> things every time I watch this movie, and 
pretty much every dropped line ties to another storyline beat that's going to come later. Uh, so I really appreciate the writing of the, of the script that way. Uh, and it makes the story like, it's so simple. And so like, it's like, not like gut, it's not like gut bursting funny ever. Like, it's just a lot of like, I, I'm very highly amused constantly, uh, which is, that's my kind of comedy. Typically, uh, there are a couple of <laughs> laugh out loud scenes, uh, especially the overhead shots. Okay. <laughs> talking about, um, but the, uh, yeah, I'm constantly amused by the plot. I, when we get to the end, I really like the end a lot. The last five or 10 minutes. Uh, so yeah, this, this lands a lot of punches for me and, uh, the characters will be the fun part to talk about. I'll leave the plot at mm. four for now. So these characters, I'll give a recap cause there are eights, but they all have kind of generic, you know, regular suburban white couple names. Uh, so here, here we go. Yeah. Uh, the, the main couple we follow is Glenn and, and, uh, Tracy. Uh, so that's David Cross and Julia Stiles characters. Uh, the owners of the house are Emma and Pete, uh, Aaron Hayes and Blase Miller. I don't know him, but uh, oh, I, I have some background on him later. Uh, the free-spirited couple, that is Buck and Lexi, Rachel Boston and Kevin M. Brennan. And you have the, uh, I guess, mismatch kind of couple uh, of Shane and Hetty, that is Jeff Grace and America Ferreira. And then, yeah, the director of the movie, Todd Berger, shows up briefly as the hazmat suit guy. Uh, and then we also have a fifth couple, which we'll talk about briefly i'm sure uh but back to you jess what do you think of these characters they're awful i want to be friends well okay i'd be friends with tracy and i'd be friends with emma i wouldn't be friends with anybody else yeah i knew you would hate all these people i i was i was like she's not gonna like anyone but she might like enjoy the ride but she's not gonna like these people so uh not hetty who's that that's america Ferrer's character america Ferrer. yeah i don't think i'd be friends with her she just like stop talking when she heard bad news i would just be like girl get the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) well she kind of realized they were all probably gonna die but uh yeah no everyone else doesn't really i don't know if they've grasped the severity of the situation right right away i mean they kind of do but i think so you like who do you like you like tracy and and kind of yeah i'd probably be friends with them everyone else i don't even like as a person (laughs) <laughs> and it's not even like I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that walks around being like, man, I hate everyone. I naturally am a social person, but these people are awful. Yeah, you don't hate a lot of real people in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these, but not these Yeah, people. but I think most of the people you know are not going to be people like this. They might be more like the Tracy and Emma characters, but I don't really think Tracy is the most any. normal, I would say. And you'd think Glenn, Glenn David Cross's character is I mean, he's a little weird, but he's he's fair. He's fairly normal until you he, find yeah, out he's, he's not. Yeah, he's at least the best guy. <laughs> well, there and there are there there's something wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, you get hints, and then when you find out, but yeah, like Glenn and Tracy are the audience surrogate characters. Those are the ones you're supposed to be like, oh, normal people that I can latch onto while we, you know, tour the house of cra- of, of crazy. Um, right. Yeah. So and it, dislike. So the characters you don't like. What? Uh, how do they rub you the wrong way? Lexi, I don't even know how she's part of the friends group. At first, I was like, okay, maybe she's someone's sister. And then, I, and then I realized she's not. And I'm just like, why haven't they kicked her out yet? She's completely awful and so annoying. I, my guess is Lexi, Hetty, Emma, and Tracy were all friends in college or something. They had yeah, that, to. That's right. my, Although I don't, I think the I girl don't see group, that happening. Uh, I think maybe that I mean they've grown apart, but uh, I I I, yeah. I, I, for, I think that maybe they're all sorority sisters or something. I don't know. That's how I, I the way I can't the friend see group Lexi makes sense ever to me. Being in a sorority. 
I agree with you. I think that Lexi, I I thought she was a sister of somebody too. I thought she was Tracy's sister. Tracy was like, come on, can you get like your, like your feet off the table? I'm like, that's a sister kind of thing to say. I thought they were sisters. Uh, To my knowledge, none of them are related. I don't think, yeah, but uh, okay. I mean, that's how I make sense of it is the girls were friends and Pete's been there for a long time. And, and then they just kind of slowly accrue these other, like, and then then Shane shows up and they just kind of accrue the boyfriends and the boyfriends go along with it. David Cross is the rotating slot. There's always a new boyfriend of Tracy's. So anyway. Um, I don't feel like talking about these that much. I'm just going to (laughs) say douchey, weird, and annoying are the three. The douchey one was Pete. The annoying one was America Ferrera's boyfriend. And oh, and annoying is Lexi's boyfriend. (laughs) But I I hate to admit it, but I I think this is one of the rare, rare, rare instances where it's so bad it's good. And I never like. I know it is so bad, but <laughs> it it makes the movie, and they, the movie wouldn't be how it was if these horrific characters weren't in it. So I'm like, do I vote that high or do I vote that low? I don't know. Well, if like what you're saying, if you liked these characters, it might have been more boring because they're so prickly yes. and ho- like horrible to deal with. That that drives the conflict, and that makes the story interesting. Yeah. So what do I do? Yeah, like films, you know. <laughs> Ask the audience. What would like, you do oh. in my situation? <laughs> Jess would walk out on the friend. porch and lay down with the other couple. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dying with you Unfortunately- guys. I'd rather like go through all those the laundry list of like death symptoms than hang out with you. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just give it in the middle. I'll give it a three five. Okay, what do you think, Paul? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, just I think you nailed it. Um, I think that they're a little less, I mean, they're all the things you said, but I think to just a little bit of a less degree than being like really reprehensibly terrible people. Like they're almost, they just turn on that, they turn it into, okay, they're comic a little bit because of how how bad they are. You know, they're not, grotesquely awful mm. they're just they're icky i icky's the word that oh, no. I, that these I people are of... awful they're just regular they're yeah they're money they're not regular they're not... they're not your average human they are if your average human's a five they're definitely like in the two which three area think of they're, they're more i mean eh, i don't know i, I think th- i think they're <sighs> It's icky, but I also get the feeling that the reason the reason that it might be as icky or they might be the way that they are is because they've been doing this um, brunch for many, many years. And um, it's clear that I don't even know that anybody really looks forward to it at this point. It's now it's just sort of an obligation. Mm-hmm. And when they get there, they all everybody already assumes what all of their roles are going to be like. There's no. There's no real surprise. I mean, I guess Lexi and Buck are surprising only in that everything they're going to do is weird. So it's, that's still not really surprising. You just know that whatever weird's going to happen is going to come directly from them. I, I like that they're all, they, they could appear normal to people, but as soon as you see them in this group of people, you know exactly like where they fit and what their, what their role is. Um, I, I'm thinking just like if I met Pete or Glenn, and on face value, it probably wouldn't be a strange situation. I would probably think that they're particularly normal people, but I don't like Pete at all. I mean, Pete might be the worst Ugh. one to me. Um, I don't like Pete. Pete's, Pete's yeah, I, I. But he <laughs> I also seems hair. like he's like, yeah, Pete's hair is bad. I mean, 
what is that? What is happening with his hair? So um, who do you like in this? Like, I mean, you have similar thing with Jess, but who, like, what are the yeah. people like you relate with, or, or like, who, who gives the good stuff in the, in the, you know, as far as like funny lines or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. Um, because I like the way that Buck and Lexi work together. I like the, I like their vibe. They're, they're, they're so bohemian, bohemian mm-hmm. and weird. Um, but then they just <laughs> make it too weird. You know, it's like they, everybody goes, every, every couple goes that little extra punch of like, uh, ugh. Um, and with the exception of Pete and Emma, which is just a fucking disaster from Jump Street, you know, you know, something's going on with them from the beginning, you know, they're gonna, uh, they're, you know, it's divulged that they're getting a divorce and Pete's mm-hmm. the one who says it. And then he backtracks like, no, it wasn't him. He's not the one who was, you know, let it, the cat out of the bag too early or whatever. And I just wanted to be like, she should just like dick punch him right then because that was just, you know, this is the reason why, you know, later on they talk about why, what happened to our relationship? It's because Pete's a dick. That's what yeah. happened to your relationship. <laughs> so, I mean, let, you know, you guys can talk around it all you want to. I don't know. Maybe we just stopped blah but no 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 pete is just terrible um the character i really 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 didn't like the most is shane shane yep <laughs> called it I didn't like oh it my he was, god he was, uh, which, yeah, he's, he's he like couldn't... the dirty q-tip yeah what a dirty mutations q-tip? mutations <laughs> you're just saying the same word <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that i mean there's he's all got the best lines really he's funny. so fucking funny he's really not he's not funny <laughs> he's very funny no not oh, in the oh remotest gosh, he no. makes me so again yeah, i want squirrels i'm not seeing face. any squirrels <laughs> i hope you don't have a friend like this he's so fucking oh. good he reminds me of a, fr- a friend i have from college which i won't say the name um but not not wow. this extreme but similar yeah, I mean, the so the storyline with Shane and Hetty is that they've been engaged for six years. Is that right? Five years? Mm-hmm. I think like six. That. But she, but she hasn't proposed to him yet, so you know. But she, yeah, she's not, she's not jumping on board, and um, it's obvious again from the beginning why that's not happening. I don't think we have to have it laid out for us at all because he's just terrible, and you know, he spends the first few minutes that we know him trying to get wi-fi so that he can bid on some i don't know something on ebay where he thinks he's gonna wind up making like it's an x-men comic i think yeah yeah but when he said he's like like, he thinks it's gonna be like it's gonna finance his world what it winds up being like he you know if he buys it at what he thinks he's gonna buy it at and sells it what he thinks he's gonna sell it at he's gonna make like 150 bucks that's i mean really that's not a lot of money uh shane so um (laughs) And he's just horrible through the whole thing. His 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 um, neuroses and his thought process and explanations for is it the aliens that are here or oh my god it must be the North Koreans you know it's like North Korean it's... food does suck. <laughs> he has the best lines. I love I love Shane. <laughs> he but I mean you have if you've seen it maybe as many times as you you can probably like sit and wait for those gems but we have to sit through the rest of it which is terrible. Hetty. I like Hetty's character, but I didn't really understand the motivation of her sitting there after the news is after, you know, um, the minion guy comes in and says that this has happened and (laughs) she kind of goes catatonic and I don't really understand. I was sitting there trying to figure out why, why that was. And I don't know that I got a really clear explanation for it, except for the fact that she, like you said earlier, did really understand what the 
what this was going to be like. How I have the uh, I have like the writing answer for that, like the uh, the basis of what this is based for. Um, but I'll get to that in you know when you're you can in, yeah, in you my can part talk. yeah yeah I, I have I have an answer. Okay, good because I need that. I like the Glenn character because his when when his uh, little arc happens at the very end, I did not see that coming at all. So maybe I'm sure looking at it several times, there's probably some mm. uh, things that went on went down to like you know promote that that was going to go on, but I didn't see that happening. Uh, mm. Tracy's fun. Emma's Emma's good. She's a good girl. She's a stalwart person she's i like her she's a stand-up person um even though she slept with buck no i don't know mm-hmm. this is this got that got a little weird um characters i'm an, i'm i like the characters oh but you know what shane brings it down for me i'm gonna give him a four <laughs> shane brings it down all right so he does uh, this these uh the these characters were written as each representing a stage of grief, one of the seven stages of grief. So that is why that is the basis of the char- each character's general actions in when when it's announced they're in this situation. And uh, Hetty gets the shock. So Hetty is the first stage of grief. She's shock. Uh, you've got denial, okay. which is Lexi. So because she doesn't even seem to think anything's really happening. Uh, Emma is anger. She's the angriest. Uh, mm-hmm. bargaining would be Shane with his weird strategies on how to escape the problem. All of them not really making any sense. Uh, depression, you have uh, uh, Pete, who's going through his old memories and the little box in the room, and he's sad about it. Uh, testing is Glenn, so he's actually trying to find a more realistic way to deal with the situation. And uh, acceptance is um, is uh, Buck, who is he's fine with it, and he just kind of has peace with it. And uh, Tracy is our is our surrogate in this case, our normal person to latch onto. So, make make sense. Hmm. Wait, what is Buck again? Buck is acceptance. Buck is the one who thinks it's oh, like yeah. he he thinks they are gonna die, but he's kind of fine with it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I, I love all the character interactions. I could I could quote this endlessly, and I can't quote it to anyone because no one's seen this, so I have to quote <laughs> it to myself alone all the time, which is fine. I, I've done that before. I'll do it again. Keep doing it. Uh, but yeah, like as soon as we we or I threw this out there to do, and you guys were fine with it, I just watched it immediately, and I I want to I wanted to watch it again today. I didn't have time, but I could just turn, this is like such a I could turn it on all the time because I just love every character moment, and they all they tie together so well. Uh, I don't I don't I could harp on the characters forever, but I don't want this to be forever long. So I'm just gonna give it a five and move on. Give that perfect five. I love these characters. Yeah. Um, Shane, uh, Shane has the best. Shane has some of the best lines. I, he is. The, he's the closest to laugh out loud throughout. Bless you, throughout this thing. He's uh, really uh, not that funny. His his interactions with um with Tracy when he's the mutation the scene. Is one of the, he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like. Right back. I, that's my least decision. favorite scene. I love all that. I love oh. when they when they split they split off duct tape. It's for sealing ducts. Yeah. I do. I like when they're in the basement. I like the basement situation. I don't like when Shane's in the pantry with Tracy. I don't like that at all. Oh, no. I like that, too. I like all the little one-on-ones. The only thing I ever fast-forward through in rewatching this is the Pete and Emma scenes, because they're boring. and Nothing happens when they're sitting in the car or when they're sitting in the room. When they're in the car. Yeah, Yeah. I fast-forward through all that, because none of that's that interesting. But other than that, that I like every... No, it's like five minutes of the movie, (laughs) but like that's the stuff I, I... 
I'm like, all right, I know there's no funny things in here that I like. I don't like Pete and Emma. They're my least favorite characters, so I, I, I skip it. But, wow. uh, no, yeah, the, that's that's enough for the characters for now. I'm sure we'll keep talking about them. And the visual and sound? Mama K, what do you think of that? So, visually, since it's taking place in the house, I it's kind of great. I didn't really... Um, I wasn't bored with how it was working out. They spent enough time, except for when, when they were in the pantry. I didn't like that. Um, but... <laughs> There, it was, there was, there was not enough, you know, it, first of all, it was a short movie. So there wasn't enough time for me to get to, to not like what is happening there. The pieces that are in the house, uh, the overhead shots are my favorite. Um, yeah, yeah go ahead and explain what's the, what the overhead shots are and what the setup so is. So there's that. a couple there, there's a couple apparently that is always relentlessly late for this, uh, brunch that they have every month. And because they're late, we don't meet them until about, I don't know what, uh, halfway through something like that at least and it's probably closer to two yeah. thirds, honestly yeah yeah and uh they've been outside they've been exposed so um the guy when they show up the guy is already like bleeding from his nose and you can tell things are bad and and um tracy's just a boss ass bitch and is like well you know you're always kind of late to all of these things <laughs> so no you can't come in that's actually my i think that's the funniest part of the movie right there is when that's happening uh, I think she has some great lines and then everyone just like gives her kudos. They're like, yeah, that's exactly how that should have gone. They <laughs> definitely need to stay outside. So the guy collapses while this is happening. And then later on, we see three or four more times, you know, we see an overhead shot of their house and then these two bodies laying out front. And then, and then there are birds, uh, <laughs> birds of prey circling. And then the next shot we see the birds are, it, now they're dead next to the bodies. <laughs> it's so um, good. And I love that. And I love the little, I, the overhead shots contain so much stuff. There's like little helicopters, you know, going by. Mm. And then there's jet planes that you can tell are there to like, I'm not really sure, but in an emergency, there's always fighter jets. So whatever their purpose is. It shows like the passage um, of time and the escalation of the events with a, with right. in, the, in the simplest way possible. It's so good. Yeah, and this is only happening over, you know, a, the same time frame as the movie, I'm guessing. So it's, you know, it's like a couple of hours at the most. Mm -hmm. um, so I really, I, I like, I like that a lot. I like that when we first, the first scene that we get is like, the first scene we get is um, Tracy and um, Glenn driving up in the car. And so you don't, I don't really know what's going to happen in this movie. So I think that that was like, okay, this is the only scene that really takes place outside of outside of the house um and the dog walk there's a scene later on where they're they're standing outside trying to get cell service and there's a dog that is walk walking by and uh with the with his with his owner mm -hmm. um those are the only uh, the only you know scenes that are outside the house but i you know the music oh my god music's so good <laughs> i'm gonna gush it's so good Thank god. Uh, when they first show up they're playing yeah the 1812 overture wait no, that's later. The they 18, playing they, when they drive they, up. They, they play the eighteen twelve overture over the opening credits, and then they play. Oh, okay, it as well. yeah. yeah. And then the 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 stickling thing is that you know David Cross's character turns it off, and right as it's getting to you know the denouement of it, and and she and they they have this, this crazy conversation about it. She's like, "Well, why would you do that? I mean, it's getting to the part that's really good, and it's almost over, and you have to listen to it." And he's like, "I don't really have to. Why would you think that?" And then they talk about it, and then he goes, and "He's like, okay, well, fine, I'll just turn it back on." And then it's the guy from NPR just talking about it. So. I love that. Um, <laughs> but I think, 
think the I think the music really lends itself to everything in this movie, even when um, Buck is playing playing the guitar and the what did they call it? It's a xylophone, oh, but what did what, Glockenspiel? Yeah, Glockenspiel. That is not. A, I don't call it a Glockenspiel, but yeah. Um, and Lexi's playing that. I I like all of that. I love the sirens in the background all the time. They did a really good job with this. I'm giving this part a five. I love it. I'm so glad. What do you think, Jess? Uh, I probably won't give it a five. I don't know. It's just in a (laughs) house. That's fine. (laughs) It's nothing. The the house is nice. There's nothing super special to me. I I liked how it was all filmed in one setting, so that was unique. Um, But there's nothing that I was like, wow, that visual was great, or how they filmed that was awesome. There's There's a few quirky parts, like, when they're when they all stuff in the car and um and you just see like next scene it's like all of them crammed in there um and then i liked the dinner scene just because something about having everyone yeah. at the table just together mm-hmm. uh, looking at each other especially when they're all different and they're all weird and they kind of don't want to be there um that's fun but there's no i can't like think of this movie and be like that was my favorite part or like that was my favorite part because it's all pretty steady to me there's nothing that were really highs or really lows or really borings or really funnies i think it's all just uh sarcastic awkward everyone's just encountering each other kind of thing the music i did like when um buck was playing i I can't think of the song he was playing and everyone was just kind of like singing around and then i think glenn was like are we just gonna spend like the last hours just singing songs and stuff or Mm-hmm. That that was funny. Yeah, not uh, Sh- uh, Shane. He gets oh, mad and they try to yeah. leave, but they've left the car battery on the whole time. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just gonna on, keep it at a three five, like I have been doing. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the visuals I think well, okay, touched on the ones I really like. There's the overhead shot, and then Jess had the dinner scene at the end. I think is really well framed, yeah. and, and the 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 final you know pull up shots when they're when they're having a little thing at the end. We'll talk about in a second. Um, but the yeah the music. So yeah, eighteen twelve overture starts us off. We get a nice satisfying conclusion with that later on, which I enjoy immensely. Um, and uh, then yeah, you have. Uh, if Maria's playing at one point when Hetty's yeah, describing all I the horrible that. things that'll happen <laughs> yeah. when the nerve yeah. gas hits. There's a lot of good like classical oh, uh the song from yes. Barry Lyndon, I can't remember, but when but when um Tr- uh, Tracy comes up from the basement after she finds out what Glenn's doing and she's slamming the chair into the table and you hear it playing, it's you know that tune? Yeah, yeah, I know what yeah, you're talking about. I-, I can't remember what that one's called. I always think of it as the Barry Lyndon song because it's the only thing I remember from that stupid movie um but it's it's like there's a lot of like that good stuff in there and then yeah uh buck and lexi are always playing obnoxious songs on the guitar or on the on the glockenspiel <laughs> and they're freaking but out it's so perfect it is and then like yeah you said earlier like the, the sirens in the back and the helicopters it's never overplayed it's it's it perfectly escalates this is like such a shoestring budget you can tell uh i i looked it up they the house they used they had to film from 7 a.m to 7 p.m and they filmed it in like a couple of days because a real couple lived there and were letting them use the house. So like <laughs> this is a shoestring. This is a no shoestring budget. The actors who were like famous, you know, they they obviously probably took minimum to do this. Uh, the director and I think all of the male actors except for David Cross are part of a production troupe. Uh, they've made other movies together before. The director and those three guys. Um, so mm. it's 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 real. It's a real. It's it's one of my favorite like indie-ish movies like this because it shows how much you can do with 
only a little bit. The script is what originally attracted America Ferreira, who got a lot of the other famous people to be on board. Um, so it's just, it's a really impressive and visual and sound is like, it's, it's really for, for how little they have. It's impressive. Um, so yeah, I'm with the mama K on this one. This is a five, especially considering the shoestring circumstances. So, uh, let's get to some meat at the end here. We're going to get to resonance and feel. So after the car won't start because they've been listening to too much satellite radio, uh, they, uh, Glenn suggests, why don't we just sit down and have the meal we all plan to have together originally. And they're like, Oh, it's very nice. Glenn's a good idea. So oh Glenn's going to go get, get the wine and everyone's I'm getting really anxious. Just hearing you talk about it. Everyone's ah! swapping stories. And Tracy's like, I'll go see what's keeping Glenn. She goes down to the basement and Glenn is mixing rat poison, sleeping <laughs> pills and muxo relaxants into all the wine. And then we find out that Glenn is an extreme religious fanatic who uh, believes he that this is... is a sign of the last judgment yes. and yep. uh, all the non-believers will uh, not survive the great tribulation, which is basically the um, the, the rapture. The rapture. And, yeah. And he, it is his duty to save them. And he wants them. He wants her to be his guest at the, at the Sabbath of the lamb or whatever the fuck he says. And Tracy basically just Tracy just goes, oh man, and she walks up the stairs, yeah. <laughs> and just and that's when we get the she, when she slams this chair. That he was like, oh, yep, he's crazy. And I was like, oh no, yeah. it's not that bad. I'm sure he's uh, like, no, no, you you think I'm you think I'm always wrong, but I'm never wrong. And he comes up with all the wine. She tells him he poisoned them, and then they all react kind of differently, like what the fuck. And then uh, Hetty is just like, did you try to kill us? And he's like, yes, and I'm trying to kill you. Oh no, that will that'll do it then. Um, he then is or he explains his crazy religious reasoning, and then Hetty comes in and says, "Well, if the nerve gas gets in the house, and then she goes through the horrible things that will happen if they die." So they kind of just choose. Well, why don't we just drink this, and then we won't have all those horrible things happen, and we'll just die quickly. Um, there's there's some minor objection from Pete and Emma, who immediately give it up and go with the crowd uh very pete and have a thing to do and uh um, gave it up really too easily let's they let's pete sure. has this whole thing like what if this vegan stew has a cure what if that we're gonna survive <laughs> and then they're just like everyone else is like yeah fuck that we're just gonna do it so on on the count of three uh they are all going to drink and they do one two three go because they have to have that conversation because that's what you always do when you have the one two three conversation uh, no right. one drinks. Everyone's looking around like, oh, come on. Eh, all right, really, let's do it. This time they don't count. They do the one, two, three with the glasses. Uh, and once again, no one drinks. And uh, Lexi goes, are we doing this or what? And then we get the end of the 1812 Overture and the movie ends without us knowing if they did it or not. So <laughs> that is the end of It's a Disaster. Uh, it is back to you, it. Jess. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 to this day, I don't, I don't even think about whether they did it or not. That is just the ending to me, but uh, uh, Jess, what do you think of the resonance and feel? Uh, this is probably <laughs> be my lowest rating, maybe probably a two five, only because as I just said, it was never I never felt high, I never felt low about it. It was just like a, a steady watch. Therefore, it's not like going to resonate with me. I wouldn't really think about it too much. It's probably uh, a lower score, but yeah, I, I, I don't think they drank it. I think they I think they just <laughs> played that game for like another hour and a half until they actually died. <laughs> So do you think that, do you think they actually got nerve gassed at the end then? Like they just kept yeah yeah I don't think anyone drank that, that rat poison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll I'll take it, Jess. I'm glad you at least enjoyed enjoyed it enough. Uh, Mama K, what do you think of the resonance and feel? 
the you know your residence and feel is a two and a half what do you think it would have been if we watched this movie in january what what happened in january there was no well we weren't gasoline. we weren't under a covid situation oh i, I just thinking situationally I think this, quarantine wise yeah quarantine wise this kind this you know i was thinking about it and then there were a couple times during the movie that i actually was like really thinking about it and most of the time i was just enjoying the movie and i wasn't really you know equating it to anything that was actually happening you know currently but a couple of times i was you know when they were when what's his name uh shane was you know making sure that they had enough tuna or whatever and all i could think of i i actually leaned over you know to to my husband and i was like i think we need to restock (laughs) Because uh, Shane, not such a bad guy now, is he? Reminding you to get to Christmas. I, wait, that's a stretch. That is a stretch. Um, no, that's not what I was. I wasn't picking because it was Shane. I was just thinking that I would never have had that. I'm not a hoarder. I think there is for me. There's a higher resonance and feel because of that. And I actually, uh, I'd want to watch this movie again which has nothing to do with, with the quarantine, but just because I know that there's a lot of things that, that dropped and that I missed. And I know that there were, there was a clue that, you know, that Glenn was this. Oh, there's so many good clues in this. I like, I was surprised you didn't even figure out that the thing was, because when you watch it again, you'll be like, Oh, duh. Like, like there's so many little things, but like, I, I, I'm glad, actually, because, like, usually you are the one who figures out all the things before they happen. You were Nicole. Not with him, though. I was just, when that happened and they were downstairs in the basement, I was like, no, he's God Squad. No. And then my reaction was very similar to hers, sort of like, she's like, see, I mean, I don't even care that we're all going to die. I knew it. I knew I can't pick a dude to save my life. And that it's Literally. not. Literally. She can only it's pick not one even, to end it. <laughs> Right, right, and he's gonna. Well, he'll save your soul, um, but he's not gonna save your life. Well, you know so. who the f? Who else was the f crazy? Saul of Tarsus. So you know what? That's what he says. That's what he says at the. That's what he says at the end. He's like, "Can I, everyone agree that Glenn's fucking crazy?" And everyone's like, "Oh yeah, he's fucking insane." He's like, "Oh, you know who? Yeah. The, who else was the f word crazy? Saul of Tarsus." So, uh, and everyone's like, "I don't <laughs> exactly. fucking know what that means." <laughs> But when you do, but when you know, you know, but right? <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. It, like, it gets, it, it's so good. <laughs> so yeah, so Residence and Feel for me, I do want to watch this movie again. I actually recommended it. I watched it yesterday, last night, and I recommended it to somebody today. Oh God, I'm throwing my hand right now, but um, hmm. beca- because they were talking really? about, you know what? I really want to see quarantine and outbreak and contagion and all of these news. I'm like, you know, wait, hold on do this instead because those are depressing and not so based in reality. This shit I could see happening. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, resonance and feel for me for this movie is high, probably due to what's going on right now. I'm, I'm going to give it a four or five. That's awesome. Um, I, it's, it's a lot of little things going right in this movie for me. That makes me revisit all the time. Like this is such like, this is one of the most comfort foodie movies to me. Like, I think of even my favorite movies, I have to be in like the right headspace. I could almost always turn on It's a Disaster. I really like this. It, <laughs> it, it 
makes me grin every time. I can see uh, that. I can see that. It is. It's just like the. It has a perfect because like there's a lot of movies that are very similar to this. They're made with I don't know. I'm saying hundred thousand, two hundred thousand bucks. They have some names. It's talky. It's indie. You know, it's trying to be a little too cute at times. It's got all this stuff, but like this one just hits every right note for me. It's, it speaks to me in a lot of ways. The script is so tight. You, you, I still get things out of every time, and I appreciate them every time more. Like almost no lines are wasted. You think all the when the first time you're watching this that they're just bullshitting, but like everything comes back, everything ties together real nice in a bow. Um, and yeah, I love the last ten minutes. It sticks the landing. Movies like this have a hard time <laughs> sticking the landing, but like. I don't. I couldn't think of really a better. I mean, the only other ending I could think of that would be funny would be if when they're about to drink, someone starts like vomiting blood and they all s- slowly die in the last five <laughs> minutes of the thing because they didn't do it fast enough. Someone's chugging that's, wine and crying, and someone yeah. passes out. Like you could do that no. and just have a crazy explosion. But that's not what this movie's been the whole time. You know, the most grotesque thing was the, the and the people who died on the front steps. They didn't try to break in. They just died on the front steps. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't do like. There's a lot of just glass windows. If you really wanted to try, but like it, that's not the kind of movie this is. Um, it's it's the perfect kind of indie dark comedy for me. Um, yeah, it's a it's a five for me. I I, I can't. I've returned to it so frequently, and uh, we're at the end here. Uh, I think I think I know where everyone is. I'll start with you, Jess. Though, would you recommend it's a disaster? I would recommend it. I did start out saying that I liked it, and I do like it. I just don't think there are parts of it that are amazing or super good or things that would like really stay with me or characters I really loved. Um, but it was a good watch, and I would tell a friend um, to watch it too. And I think the reason, like you said, it's good background movie is just because, like I said, it is so constant. There's not like anyone ever like crying or having a meltdown or super happy. It's just like, okay, I'm gonna like multitask and bake something and just have this on and like chuckle in the background kind of movie. Yeah, it works that way too. I'm I'm glad you got you uh, you enjoyed it well enough. Uh, Mama K. Well, I gave it away because I already I you did recommend. I say you did already. technically recommend this already. So I I did, yeah. Um, so this is in the vein of if they would have done Shaun of the Dead in a house um, for me, and I am a real I like that. That's a good brace from you. Yeah, I know because I of you know that's my favorite of those you movies. Quote that constantly. I don't. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, and I don't like zombie movies. So the fact that that's uh, that's one of those movies when you're saying that you can just put it on and watch it at any time. That's what Shaun of the Dead is for me. Uh, I'm glad that that's what this is for you. I could see that that's a possibility that that might be what this is for me too. Um, although I like the characters in Shaun of the Dead as opposed to these characters. Um, sure. sure, I'm recommending it. Um, yeah, the ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ending. Uh, yeah, three <laughs> recommends of varying degrees. Of course, I recommend this. This is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we could do this one. I'm glad we had a good opportunity to do it. Uh, it's a yeah. It's a, it's like Shaun of the Dead, I guess. Okay, it's a zombie. Well, that's a zombie apocalypse movie, but it's really kind of a buddy comedy, romantic comedy. And this is uh, it's an end of the world movie, but it really it's like a just a dark relationship comedy. So you know, it's uh, I, I get it. Um, yeah, I love this movie. Thank you, thank you once again, Johnny, for having a good list. I, I just yeah, go, Johnny. I, I revisit it frequently to get new ideas, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's good stuff. You you mostly recommend good stuff, so thank you. All right, uh, we are going to stay streaming. Keep on streaming because theaters. I mean, originally you're supposed to do Tenet this month. It's looking like that got pushed back, as did Mulan, which is coming out at the end of the month. So. Uh, 
at least till August. So another month of streaming. So uh, please recommend things to us, uh, just like just like good old listener listener Johnny does. Uh, Films with the women in my life on Facebook. <laughs> you can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Pod Host. You can reach out on Twitter at Films Women Pod, and you can email the show Films with the Women at Gmail Before we go, we have one more piece of housekeeping. Our next episode is host pick. It is Mama K's turn. It's everyone's gone once, so we're back around. Around the board, Mama K, you get the pick for July. What are you picking for us to watch this month? I feel like there might be some concern in that in that question. No, um, don't do it. Conversations have been had. I, I know what <laughs> one of them could be, so I, I we'll see how this goes. Conversations have been had, and the hilarious part about it is the most recent conversation that we had actually mentioned my pick, which is going to be various episodes of. Schoolhouse Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Is it because I I just said that? Yeah. Before this, before this recording, that's when oh, you you yeah. saved us, Jess, because they're, they're about to review something that I won't say what it was, just because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But there was something <laughs> else we were going to do, and uh, I was not looking forward to it. But um, that I well, I welcome yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. All right, do you have so, uh, the episodes um, assigned to us, or uh, are we gonna get that off air and we'll come back to the audience? Yeah, we'll do some we'll do some some uh, housekeeping off air about that. But you know, Schoolhouse Rock, it was it's totally in my wheelhouse. It was what I used to look forward to most for Saturday morning cartoons. Which one's it gonna be? Is it gonna be one that I really don't like, or is it gonna be Conjunction Junction? You know, I mean, that's what. <laughs> That was what you, what was important. Oh, so you said days. Saturday morning cartoons, conjunction junction. Quick thirty seconds on to the audience for, the, for those who don't know what Schoolhouse Rock is. You know those from this this most recent couple of decades. They might not also know what Saturday morning cartoons are, but you know there wasn't cartoons on twenty four seven. There also wasn't TV on twenty four seven when I was growing up. So uh, Schoolhouse Rock would be these little three minute segments um, that would come on. I think before. Um, like a Bugs Bunny or something like that. And uh, they would teach you about civics or they would teach you about nouns or they would teach you about history. Um, so, and science, science was uh, some of those there weren't very many of those, but um, some of them hold a near and dear place to my heart. I still, uh, that's how I learned um, things like nouns and verbs and adjectives. And you could tell uh, when you're in high school English class that you could hear people humming sometimes uh, to figure out exactly what was going on when they had to dissect a sentence. So Schoolhouse Rock, it's going to be great. This is going to be interesting. This is the short, like we, I had shorts last time when uh, we did Love, Death, and Robots. But these are quite literally three minutes long, uh, some shorter. They are. So we'll, we'll figure out how we're going to disseminate those. But um, okay, where is Schoolhouse Rock streaming? Oh, Schoolhouse Rock is streaming on Disney Plus. All right, there you go. Disney Plus, if you want to get ahead on any Schoolhouse Rock, uh, I don't know, you know, which segments we'll be doing, but I'm assuming we'll be doing quite a few because they're so short. And I think a lot of the greatest hits that people even today might know, I'm sure we'll cover those too. So there you go. Schoolhouse Rock coming to a review near you. I I don't know how how you review Schoolhouse Rock, but we'll see how this goes. Uh, That'll be our next episode. Uh, Until then, thank you guys for being on and just welcome back. We missed you. Oh, I missed you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Until next time, this is Brennan Sign. Thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. 
keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.